This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Here we go in the fourth. Knocked away by Payne as the big man was lumbering, and that was Millsap. Payne erases the shot. Pocket shot clock winding down the third. Booker. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Download the BetQL app today. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps you beat the sportsbook, guys. Uh, BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking, provides real-time line movement and historical betting results. Promo code daily, 20% off any subscription. We're on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Make sure you follow us. You can find all the uh, cool video clips if you missed any part of the show. All the links to the podcast, all that good stuff. Keep updated on the show. Once in a while, we do giveaways on there at BetQL Daily. So make sure you are following. Horvat, big game tonight, at least for you. At least for you. You've been waiting on this. How are the Bucks going to show? Uh, before we dive into the betting angles, uh, we know Milwaukee's favorite. But um, will you look at it in a positive sense if they show up? Is the bar that low that – you could at least say, you know, at least they showed up for game three in the second round of the postseason. Yeah, I, th- I think that the bar is that low right now, especially against this Nets team. Now, if it was the Raptors two years ago or last year's Miami Heat, I think it's a different story. But I think just because of, I, I mean, right now, Kevin Durant's playing on another level, man. Like Kevin Durant looks like he's 24 years old. Kevin Durant looks like he was never injured before. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like if they if they just show up, people will be satisfied. That's what happens when you lose by 49 points, though, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, when you're trailing by that much and we are waiting all season to get to this point. So the game's in Brooklyn. We, get, we have Nets minus three. They win in cover. In game two, the Bucks close as two-point favorites, and then the Nets cover by 41 points. And here we are in game three, and the Bucks are favored once again. Once that game started in game two, if you didn't bet on the side or let's say you were on the Bucks side, you're just like, never again. No. What was I thinking? What was I thinking taking uh, the team that is favored against the Brooklyn Nuts, Nets? And um, so we changed venues, and this is a situation once again, but we're out to three and a half. Total at 234. I thought the total was going to drop even more. I know you're not supposed to overreact 
to a sample size of one or two games, but I thought it would move more than five points because game one, the under hit by 17 and a half and game two, the under hit by 27. Yeah. And what did the Bucks score in game two, man? Like 85 points? 87. Oh, yeah. 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 I would not touch that total uh, either way. That's but, under or nothing, right? Yeah. It's got to be the under. The way this is played. Okay. Yeah. 234 and a half. Now I'm seeing some 234s. Yeah. I don't think I could play either. Uh, I don't think I could play the total. And so game one, I was on the Bucks. Game two, we were both on the Bucks. Got them as dogs. Got the uh, closing line value on that. I, I, I'm still kind of surprised that they did uh, close as favorites, but I think that we just overreacted. They overreacted, the books did, to the injury to James Harden. And as good as James Harden is, guy's an MVP candidate every year, I don't even think the Nets need him against the Bucks right now. And I don't know that they'll need him in the next round. I mean, maybe against Philly they will. We'll see what happens in the rest of that series. But, um, man, like tonight, I don't think I could back the Bucks. I, I really don't. After what we saw, game one, game two, even without James Harden, I don't think I could be on Milwaukee's side tonight. Plus 138 dogs? Moneyline? I don't think I could do it. I, I really no, don't. No, 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 no. Brooklyn, plus 138 is what I'm asking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn, um, plus 138? Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that'd be the way that you'd have to go. See. And um, you know, Jake in the com- Jake in the comments here says that that seems fishy. And it's funny because Dylan uh, Dylan Burns he was texting me last night and he said I want to throw everything on the Nets. And I told him right. I go ah man I don't know because I could see I think the Bucks are going to steal one at home at the Pfizer. It said three or four, right? It's right. going to be three or four, and um, that's the big question. That is the big question right now. I mean, the Bucks look so bad game two, and it wasn't just like the regular stuff when the Bucks look bad. Like offensively, you know, Giannis, if he's not getting to the rim, brick and jumpers all over the place. Middleton was missing shots all over the place. Drew Holiday was pressing, trying to do way too much. But the problem that I had with the Bucs, why I can't back them, is because even when they're bad offensively, the last two years they've showed up on the defensive end. And even Giannis was put on skates by Kevin Durant, by Kyrie Irving, and then Blake Griffin. No, Blake. Blake it was about Blake. Yeah. Blake, that – had to just kill Giannis's pride right there. Blake Griffin played in Detroit for how many years? He dunked one time. And, and, and now since he's been in Brooklyn, he's dunked like 19, 20 times. And, you know, the, the putback was one thing. But the one where he just put Giannis on a poster, I almost feel like that just destroyed Giannis right there. So um, I don't think I could touch Milwaukee tonight. But, but also at the same time, like, wouldn't be surprised if they did steal one. But is it going to be game three or is it going to be game four? I have no clue. But right now they look that bad. I know you're anti-player props, but this one is just screaming at me. Tell me why I shouldn't bet Giannis under 33 and a half points. Ooh, under? Back under. home? Yes. Playoffs, he's gone under 33 and a half in six of seven times. The one game he went over, he scored 34. Blake Griffin, like you mentioned, the defense. When you look at some of the metrics that are available – out there and what we've seen in these first two games like Giannis is not getting to the rim no every shot he's taking like it's four to five feet further away from from the rim against Blake Griffin than than all season and it's Blake Griffin is what I don't understand like like I keep bringing up like two years ago Nick Nurse did the boxing one and they figured out oh if you just take away the rim and you force Giannis to shoot jumpers you can beat the Bucks no matter what Chris Middleton gives them Last year, Miami, Eric Spolstra did the same exact thing. And not, like that's the thing. Like As good as the Nets are, 
They look way too damn good defensively. And Blake Griffin should not be shutting down Giannis. Or Kevin Durant should not be shutting down Giannis, even though Kevin Durant is a very good and very underrated defender. Um, mm-hmm. Man, but but the only thing, the only thing um, with that, going under on that, is if Middleton doesn't show up again. And if I, that was that was my question. Is Middleton going to be for the most for most part of no show uh, early? So he's terrible in game one. We all know that. At game two, he doesn't make a shot at the start of the game. What do you miss? Like six or eight straight shots once yeah. again. Yeah. And and now, okay, what are you going to do in game three? Is he going to is he going to finally show up, or is he going to have a third consecutive poor outing? And so, like the thing with Middleton too is, even when Paul George has a terrible night and goes two for fourteen from the floor, he'll still go to the rack and he'll still get fouled and get to the charity stripe. Like Middleton, for some reason, just does not want to do that right now. And and what concerns me about Middleton, I feel like everything's in his head right now. You notice that when he dribbled into the corner in Game Two and just dribbled the ball off his leg. I mean, they're already down thirty at that point. Yeah. But I just feel like they're shook right now. Like you could tell when a team is just shook and it's rollover time. And that's what the Bucks look like right now. I don't know that I could take the under the under on Giannis though, because I feel like one of these games, man, he's gonna have to show up. And especially when he's like checking social media and everything he sees is just Blake Griffin. This version if of Blake Giannis, Griffin. If Giannis goes down 0-3, the Heat's gonna switch from Budenholzer. Like that's old news. He's fired to now Giannis. Is he a true two-time MVP? Is he a super superstar? Is he ever going to win? That's what that's what it's going to be. And like, imagine so. Imagine if they were losing like this to Brooklyn last year before Giannis signed that super max. What would all the discussion be? Is Giannis going to stick in Milwaukee? And honestly, I don't know that he would. I, like last year, there was the built-in excuse of the bubble, and the year before that, he went to the Eastern Conference Finals. If they got beat, if they get swept. Man, it's a good thing that he signed that Supermax. But that is actually a lot of the discussion here in Milwaukee. Is Giannis mm-hmm. a true number one? And I hate – like, I wow. hate that. Wow. Because I mean, the thing about Giannis, man, like, he could handle the ball because Jason Kidd, when he was the head coach of the Bucks, put it in his head that he was – he wanted him to be the starting point guard of the team. But Giannis is seven foot tall. Like, the, every year everybody says – Giannis needs to improve his jump shot. He needs to develop a three-point shot. In every single offseason, I say he needs to develop another post move, and he needs to hit 70% from the free throw line. He doesn't need to be out there chucking threes, and that's why I like the addition of Drew Holiday. But, man, watching Chris Paul last night, like, I didn't want the Bucs to do that, but Chris Paul would have been the better fit probably because that's the thing. Like, Giannis on top of the key, dribbling the ball for 25 or, you know, 20 seconds on the shot clock. That's not the answer for the Bucs. And that's the other thing. They're not running any offense right now. Budenholzer is running no offensive sets. It's just Giannis tried to get to the rack, pick and roll with Drew, Middleton roll off a screen and brick a, or, you know, brick a wide open jumper. They just look bad right now. What's your bet on this game? I say that um, <laughs> Nets money line is screaming Man. and Giannis Honestly, under 33 and a half. Yeah, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll probably be on the Nets. Like, couldn't say that yeah. obviously this morning in Milwaukee, they will uh, crucify me. But I, I, I don't. Why? Why? Have they I watched mean, the games? Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people are out, but people are buying in that they'll. Who cares what they have be, No, I don't care. All I care about is what my wallet says, and I think the Nets are winning tonight. And if anything, a prop. I'm going over on Kevin Durant points. Until somebody proves that they could stop him. Giannis was the defensive player yeah. of the year last year, man. He's getting schooled by everybody. I was everybody worried. I, I was looking at that. I'm worried about the blowout factor. And he hasn't gone over the, the point prop because of that. 
because they've dominated so many games. That's my big concern. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the other thing. If it becomes a thirty point blowout, he's not going to be out there yeah. in the fourth quarter. That's that's the only thing with him and Kyrie. But those are the two guys that I would look to target because the Bucks have no no answers for them defensively right now. Uh, Clippers Jazz. This is a point spread of three. That's yeah. what it closed in game one. No budging there. Point spread of three. Total of two twenty two. Just up a, a a tick, a half point from where we closed in game number one. So. Um, yeah, my first thoughts are Donovan Mitchell, great, big fan of his. Love it when he shuts people up. Pours in 45. Don't expect him to do that again. It sounds like no Mike Conley. Um, I don't believe. Now, I have nothing to go off of based on last year's playoff. I don't believe that Paul George is going to repeat four for 17 from the field. You get more out of him. But uh, this is Clippers plus three, right? Yeah. I played that this morning. That was the first thing that I played. And I was considering maybe even the money line. I think the Clippers win tonight. I think they even that series up to go back to Los Angeles. But then again, I do think the Clippers end up winning the series. Should we money line both dogs tonight? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think that we should. I think that we should. Okay. You know what's going to happen is the Bucs are going to win tonight. And, and, and not only are they going to win tonight, they're going to win by 30. Middleton's going to have 40. Because not only have I been on the Bucs, both game one and two, uh, but I've also been on the Middleton props, over 20 and a half points. He's went under. I guarantee he shows up tonight in the Bucks win, uh, but I can't do that. Clippers, yeah, I feel like we have to play the Clippers on the money line, right? I mean, Paul George is not going to be that bad. And even if he is, he's got to figure out ways to score the basketball, whether that's get to the rack, get to the foul line, do whatever you got to do. The other thing with the Clippers, man, like Kawhi just needs to take these games over. You know, he facilitates a little bit too much. Like, I love Kawhi's game. But he, he takes him over when he battle. needs to. Well, game one, I'd have to look back, but I'm just saying what we saw in the first round. Like when he had to be playoff Kawhi late in the series, when they were up against it against the Mavs, he was. So I wonder if he's going to give that sort of effort with very little rest early on in the series. He was good, but he needs to be better. Yeah, he needs to be a lot better. Paul George obviously needs to be a lot better because I really don't love the Clippers supporting cast a whole lot. But with those two, especially because they're two way players, they both defend. Uh, I have a hard time betting against them. Can't root for Utah. Right. But, man, I'll tell you this. I still have nightmares about what Donovan Mitchell did in the second half of that game. I don't know that they have an answer for him. I do think the Clippers win tonight, though. How about the over? Um, game number one, Utah had an 18-point first quarter. Clippers had a 19-point third quarter. I don't see that happening tonight. No, same here. I'm so scared of playoff overs after what I saw from Philadelphia and Atlanta. That was the only over I've taken in this entire uh, – in either round. And it was on pace to hit by like eight points. And all of a sudden they were just chucking up bricks all over the place. Trey Young couldn't hit a shot to save his life. I feel like in the playoffs, like last night, man, like it's like under nothing for me right now. Um, Do you think this one goes over? I don't think I could play an over in the playoffs right now. I didn't see any Clarkson or Ingles made threes prop yet. Hopefully uh, they'll be available before we get out of here. But uh, certainly noteworthy in game one, Donovan Mitchell attempted 15 threes. Clarkson attempted 14 threes. Ingles, playing the role of the point guard, attempted eight, only made one of them. So I want to see some of these uh, made threes props for sure. Yeah, what do you think Ingles is going to be? Two and a half or three and a half tonight? We get a two and a half. That's my favorite play of the night, but I haven't seen it either. I was looking Mitchell, for- Mitchell's three and a half. Mitchell's three and a half, and I don't see Ingles up yet. So hopefully uh, we can get into that later on. Coming up next, Michael Leboff. 
Huge Isles fan from the Action Network. He'll drop by. This is the BetQL Audio Network.